When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, and welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I'm a food truck business trainer, author of Food Truck 101, Beginner to Winner, and the forthcoming book, Food Truck 201, Get Off the Truck. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. Today, I want to talk to you a little bit about a tale of two different small businesses. My wife and I are always out checking out the competition, checking out new food trucks coming to our area. And in order to be the best in your particular neighborhood, you're going to need to check out your competition as well. And you have three main types of competitors. You have direct, indirect, and adjacent. A direct competitor is a mobile food business, just like you. They should be selling a similar food. So if you sell burgers, they sell burgers. If you sell tacos, they sell tacos, and so on. Those are your direct competitors. An indirect competitor is a mobile food business that sells a different kind of food. You sell burgers, and they sell tacos. You sell smoothies, they sell burgers. And then you have the adjacent competitors, and that's any other business out there that's selling prepared foods. So your local Walmart, they compete with you. The local fast food franchise, they compete with you. The local mom-and-pop restaurant, a convenience store that sells fried chicken. All of those places compete with you because you're competing for the same dollar at the same time. Every customer that they have purchasing food is one less person you'll have at that particular moment in time. Grocery stores or convenience stores are always going to pull guests away from us just on the sheer convenience to the shopper and usually their prices are lower. But then again, the food is not as good a quality as they would get when they come to a restaurant and certainly not as good as they would get when they come to your food truck. So let me share an experience that my wife and I had when we ate at two places this past week. The first was a small DIY build of a food trailer that's out in the middle of nowhere, out in the middle of the country. And I'm talking as in farmland in the middle of the country. It's on a heavily traveled road, but it's still surrounded by farms. It's not in a subdivision, not a lot of population around it, but it's there. The build of the food truck looked as good, if not better, than any of the manufacturers that are out there. So it was a nice-looking trailer. And until he told me that he built it himself, I thought he bought it from someplace. It was an attractive build. It's situated on a small farm about 100 feet off the road. And it had flags to garner attention to people that were driving by. And then once you pulled into the driveway, he had signs directing you where to park. So he thought of everything as far as making it convenient for people to find him and then know what to do once they got on the property. So as we pulled into the driveway, we noticed one of the owners came out of the farmhouse that was located about another 100 feet behind the trailer. And she waved at us to acknowledge that uh, she knew we were there. And she walked on over to her trailer while we started to read the menu that happened to be positioned exactly beside our parking spot. So we didn't have to get out of the car and stand in the 96 degree heat of Florida to read the menu. We could read it from the comfort of our air-conditioned vehicle. And then a few seconds later, the other owner came out of the house and walked over to the trailer. And as he walked up to the trailer, I walked up to the window to start to place our order. He greeted me. He was super friendly. Went into his trailer, opened up the window, and asked, Hey, what can I get for y'all today? So we chatted a couple of minutes, and his enthusiasm for his business was super apparent. So I placed our order, 
and Melissa sitting in the van went ahead and started a timer because that's what we do when we go to a new food truck we time what they do we're not only just looking how friendly they are we're looking to see how efficient they are and then how the food tastes so we're looking at all the components to know how a food truck operates this particular food truck used Square for the credit card processing and they had the tip settings available on the signature screen. So we were able to select the tip, sign for the, the Square credit card receipt, and move on. We were the only guests they had at that moment, but they had mentioned to me that they had been quite busy that day. And in fact, uh, at this point, they had only been open a few days, but from the service and the relaxed nature of the owners, you'd have thought they had been open for months and months, if not years and years. They didn't seem to be the least bit tense. Like when I go up to a new food truck, these folks were not the least bit nervous, at least not that I could tell. Our complete order was handed out in just under five minutes, which is awesome time. Part of the equipment was a smoker, so all of the food except for the potato salad had hints of smoke, so which is a pretty good little point of difference. The hot dog, the bologna and cheese sandwich that we had, and the brownie, they had an amazing brownie, all had just that little hint of smoke. The potato salad that we had was one of the best potato salads that we've had in a long time. It was definitely house-made. It was not store-bought, for sure. And for me, of course, the dessert was the best part of the meal. The brownie had that little hint of smoke, and that little bit of smoke brought out the chocolate flavor, made it more intense. And it just was an amazing dessert. I would go back to them just for the brownie alone, but the sandwiches were as good as well. But the brownie was something special. It was a great first impression, and they deserve a second visit. So now I want to tell you guys about another business establishment that we ate at uh, one day later. This is one we've been to a couple of times, so we have pretty good expectations because they had impressed us in the past. This is a small local sandwich shop making a lot of different various subs, and they have a daily rotation of soups that they uh, do as well. Our last visit before this one was met with some disappointment. They decided to close an hour early. It was an hour early from their stated business hours. Now, this is a brick-and-mortar restaurant. It's not a food truck that said, oh, I'm tired, I'm going home, I've run out of food. They just decided to close. No explanation on their social media. So we drive all the way over there, get out, go to the door, and there's a little sign that says closed early. No explanation, no nothing. So that's a little tick against them. So we ignored that previous bad experience and decided to go ahead and have lunch there. We entered and were greeted by a really cheerful hello, but we had no clue who said it because no one looked up. They just heard the door chime and they said, hello, as if we were supposed to figure out who was actually talking to us. Same thing that they do at CC's Pizza if you've ever been in one of those. As soon as they hear the door chime, they all say, oh, welcome to CC's. But nobody looks up, nobody makes eye contact, and nobody really cares that they're saying, hi, welcome to CC's. This is what they're trained to do. So we approach the ordering station, which is annoyingly positioned behind the self-serve soda station. And it's not behind it as in it being in a straight line. It's actually perpendicular to the line to lead up to the cash register. So anytime somebody wants to go grab a soda, they have to say, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, to bump people that are waiting to place an order out of the way so they can get a soda. Does that make any sense to you at all? certainly doesn't to me. So when we step up to place the order, the cashier asked if we needed to see a menu, and my wife was already reaching for it, so really no points for keen observation on that particular person. We ordered from the menu exactly as it was written. Melissa ordered a half of an Italian sub sandwich. I ordered a bowl of chicken enchilada soup and a Reuben. After telling us the total, my wife tapped her card to pay, and then the cashier says, oh, would you like to leave a tip? 
Now remember, this is a brick-and-mortar restaurant. We aren't being waited on by somebody coming out to the table. We have stepped up to the counter, kind of like they do at your food truck. And now the person isn't giving us an option to, to make a tip. She's begging for a tip. Hey, would you like to leave a tip? When Melissa said yes, she was asked how much. And then the cashier had to re-ring the order because we'd already started the processing of it because Melissa tapped her card. Trying to be efficient. They use QuickBooks to do their processing and it had no way of us being able to select any kind of a tip. The cashier had to enter it in. So it's a clumsy mechanism that they had set up there. And that clumsy interaction and it really honestly smacked of begging for a tip rather than earning it. Because at this point, they had done nothing. We haven't tasted the food. We haven't seen how fast or how slow they are. All we've done is place an order. And hey, give us a tip. We deserve it. So Melissa went ahead and added on a $3 tip. The cashier re-rang the order, just like I said, and started the process all over with the addition of the tip. Except in this process of re-ringing the order, she rang it up incorrectly. She rang up a full sandwich for Melissa rather than the half a sandwich that was ordered. Now, to compound this pointless exercise, this particular business handwrites tickets to give to the kitchen. So she handwrote the ticket correctly. Half a sandwich, Reuben, a bowl of enchilada soup, hands it to the kitchen, then proceeds to charge us the wrong amount. But guess what? There's more. We were the only guests waiting on food. It took about seven minutes for us to get the food, which is acceptable. But as soon as our order was taken, you know what the cashier did? She pulled her phone out and started scrolling on her cell phone. When a new guest hit the door, they didn't get greeted because she was too immersed in her scrolling through her cell phone. And then she had to finish what she was doing before she offered to greet and ring up the order for the new guest that walked in. For me, I would have walked out the door and told her to use the phone to find a job better suited her scrolling skills. So let's talk about the food now. The half a sandwich was listed on the menu as having mayonnaise, lettuce, various meats, and cheeses. It was an Italian, and it had red wine vinegar on it. When we got home to eat the sandwich, one of the things my wife absolutely hates is yellow mustard. There was yellow mustard on her sandwich. Now, we looked at the menu because my wife actually picked up one of the paper menus to bring home with us because she suspected that we had been overcharged. So we brought the menu home with us to do the math because she also asked for a receipt. And lo and behold, we read the menu exactly as written and nowhere on that written description does it say, comes with mustard. So strike one. My Reuben sandwich was made with the proper ingredients, except it was really a sauerkraut sandwich with a little tiny bit of poorly cut, very hard corned beef on it. The taste balance was so far off that I removed over half of the sauerkraut that was on the sandwich, and it still had too much sauerkraut on it. Now, if you think I'm just being weird and don't like sauerkraut, I love Reuben's. Any restaurant that sells a Reuben, I will test them on it to see how good they are. So besides the out-of-balance sauerkraut-to-meat ratio, the bread was ridiculously thin. And it was also hard on the edges. It was going stale. So obviously they don't sell a lot of Rubens, and I can see why, because they don't make them right. This was our fourth and will be our final visit to this particular eatery. The first visit, the food was great. Service was ridiculously slow, but because the food was great, we gave them a second chance. The second time we were there, the food was good. Not great, but it was good. And the service was a bit faster. And I already told you about the third time, they closed early, and you just heard about the fourth time. A sandwich shop is not difficult to run. 
my last place that I had sold subs, it sold fillies, and I understand the process of making those sandwiches. When I come across self-inflicted damage like this, it just makes me cringe. They could have done a so much better job if somebody there actually cared about the details. The moral of this story is I want you to remember your own attention to detail and that nervousness you felt when you first opened. You wanted every order to be perfect. You wanted every sandwich to be neat and complete and exactly the way you envisioned it. That nervous energy had you polishing stainless steel and putting armor all on the wheels. It had you making every single sandwich as if somebody was going to take a picture of it. As you gain repeats guests and they start to tell you how awesome you are. Hey, I love your food. You're so good. The nerves go away. And guess what else goes away? The standards start to fall because you're not worried anymore. What used to be your pride and joy loses the pride. And then the why and joy ends up being changed out for a B. Please don't let that happen to you. Thank you guys so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels, from brand new beginners to decades old veterans. They all have your back when it comes to helping you with your food truck. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know i got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.